Morning, morning, everybody. Try to get this table right on this mic right there, sir. Yeah, so um, how is everybody this morning? Good? Glad to see Mr. Dave here, right? <laughs> uh, so um, this morning, we are going to be talking about the favor of the Lord. And so before we go into that, um, let's just pray and you know, ask Holy Spirit to just come and move in this place. So, Lord God, we just thank you for this morning, Father God. We thank you for each and every person here, each and every family represented here, Lord Jesus. We ask that your spirit would just fill this room, Father God, that you would just flow through this place, Lord God. May it be so thick and so tangible, Father God. So we just thank you in your name. Amen. So, the favor of the Lord. At first, looking at or hearing the word favor and looking at it, the first thing that comes to mind to me, just as a Belizean and growing up here, we take that word for granted a lot of time. We just use it as something whereby if you want somebody, do something for you with no strings attached, basically. We say, do me a favor, and that means not ask questions, just do it out of the kindness of your heart, and you just go on with your day. You know, that that way we get as the word favor. But looking at it and, and just asking God, you know, why are you placing this word here, and why are you placing this word now in front of me? And... I look in a dictionary, and the first thing that came up for the word favor, the first word was approval. It says the full meaning is approval, support, or liking of someone or something. And as I saw that word approval and that word support, the Lord just spoke very clearly. He said, favor is our heavenly support. Just like we have a support system in our parents, in, um, you know, spiritual mothers, spiritual fathers, whoever it may be, people that uh, intercede for you on a regular, people that you speak to on a regular, that's your support system. Well, the favor of the Lord is our heavenly support system. And just like the grace of the Lord, grace and favor, if you don't know, goes hand in hand when it comes to uh, the Lord. Like the grace of the Lord, his favor is unmerited. And unmerited means we don't deserve it, right? It literally means don't deserve. So we don't deserve his favor and his grace, yet he gives it to us anyway. And as a believer, as a son or as a daughter of the Lord, we have favor in our life. And at some point, you're going to experience a taste of that or, or what it feels like, but you're going to have to grow in it in some areas when it comes to your walk with the Lord. And if the Lord delights in us, you know, Scripture says the Lord delights in us. For example, Zephaniah 3.17 says, For the Lord is living among you. He is Almighty Savior. He takes delight in you with gladness. With his love, he will calm all your fears. He will rejoice with you, 
He will rejoice over you with joyful song. If the Lord delights in you, the word delight means to pleasure or to please. Great pleasure or to please. If he delights in you, then that means there's favor on your life. And usually when we look at the word favor, oftentimes we go to this story which we're going to recap through and we're going to look at a little part of it. It's the story of Joseph, right? Usually we look at this story and we kind of just look at it as, you know, you know, humane, right? We kind of look at it as Joseph, that I mean, just somebody up, I just may have the favor of the Lord on him, and that was it. Whenever I look at the, the human side of it, like all the emotions he had to experience going through, all the pain he gone through, and then seeing his family and all that stuff. So, we'll recap. We're actually in Genesis 42, uh, verse 15. Verse 25, my bad, verse 25 to 29, right? That's what we're going to be reading, but we're going to recap through real quick. So we all know Joseph. Joseph was the favorite son, right, of the family. His father loved him and showed a little bit of favoritism, we can say, which led to jealousy in his brothers. That jealousy in his brothers led to them planning to kill him, and in the midst of planning to kill him, they said, well, we're not gaining nothing from it, so best thing we just, you know, sell her and get some money out of it. So then decide they are sell her into slavery. So when they send, when they end up selling Joseph into slavery, Joseph end up working for Potiphar, and while in Potiphar's house, excuse me, while in Potiphar's house, Potiphar's wife uh, tries to seduce Joseph. And when Joseph resists, she lied upon Joseph, and he ended up in jail, right? He ended up getting thrown in jail. When he gets thrown in jail, he meets a cupbearer and a chief baker from Pharaoh's kingdom, right? So these guys used to work for Pharaoh. And when he meet them in a jail, they end up having dreams, and he end up interpreting their dreams. And just so happened that the... The chief baker, the dream he interpreted for him ended up coming true. He ended up dying, if you know the story, you know, impaled, all that good stuff, <laughs> right? So um, he ended up dying, and his, the dream that Joseph interpreted ended up coming true. Now, the cupbearer, however, went, went back out, and Joseph spent two more years in prison. In that two years in prison, uh, Pharaoh had a dream, and the cupbearer remembered Joseph, and... He told Pharaoh that this guy in prison had interpreted his dream and he can interpret Pharaoh's dream. So Pharaoh sent for Joseph and Joseph interpreted Pharaoh's dream. And when he interpreted Pharaoh's dream, he got the whole rundown about the famine that was to come. And Pharaoh basically ended up putting Joseph in charge of the entire operation of storing up food and being in charge of the crops and all of that for the famine that was coming. So Joseph went from being the favorite son to being uh, almost murdered to a slave, right? And then a prisoner to the second in command of this whole nation. All in that time, the favor of the Lord never left him. 
And at the end of, at the, almost to the end of it, his brothers end up coming back to him. So this is where we are, this is where we are in the story. Uh, Genesis 42, verse 25, if you guys want to turn there, if you're already there. It says, so Joseph, brother, then come back to her, and this time the famine had struck, then they, you know, they need food, and so they come, because this time in the nation of them have all the food due to the dream that God gave Pharaoh, and Joseph interpreted. So Joseph gave orders to their, Joseph gave order to fill up their bags with grain, to put each man's silver back in his bag, so the money up on them in the pay, he give them back. Plus, he give them green. He give them provision for their journey. After this was done for them, they loaded up their grains on their donkeys and left. At the place where they stopped for the night, one of them opened up his sack to get feed for the donkey, and he saw his silver in the mouth of his sack. My silver has been returned, he said. He said to his brothers, here it is in my sack. Their hearts sank. They turned to each to each other, trembling, and said, what is this that God has done to us? Now, looking at this story, the first thing that hit me is, if that was me in the position of Joseph, what would my heart be towards the situation? Even though the, the favor of the Lord was still on Joseph, we have to realize that Joseph was still human. They still have emotions there, right? So, if you read on further in the story, it says, when his brother then come up to her, and he said that dami them, then I recognize that dami he, and he turned away and wept while spoke while speaking to them. He turned away and wept. He cried, right, because they have real emotions there. So Joseph had every right to be hurt for everything they had done, but his response at his response in the time was so Jesus. His response at the time was so sweet. And his response was so from the Lord. See, the favor of the Lord never left him. But for, for a lot of us, when the favor of the Lord is upon us, a lot of the time we think that just for we. See, like I said, favor and grace goes hand in hand. And at that time, he had a choice. He was faced with a choice. Either I'm going to show them bad face, either I'm going to take my revenge at this time, right? Or I'm going to give them grace. And just over the past month or or a couple months, you know, I've been seeing this same scenario play out with the body of Christ, right? in the church, if favor and grace goes hand in hand, then we are not to misuse the Lord's favor. We are to never use his favor to cast judgment, condemn, but to see the hurt, to see the broken, to see all of them come to know him and reach full transformation. Not just change, but I'm saying a transformation of the heart, a transformation of the mind. But the enemy instills fear. And when that fear creeps in, we take that favor and we turn that favor into 
condemning words and hurtful words because the fear ends up creating a holier-than-thou mindset that we see all around the world happening right now in the church. You know, if you're not a believer and if you're not a part of our church, then we look at you as, oh, you you sinful, you know, we can't associate with you. When in the word we see the people that Jesus associated with, they were sinners. Why? Because our job is not to save those who are already saved or go after those who are already saved. No, it's to go out into the world, right? I was, talking, I was talking to a friend of mine, I think about two weeks ago, and uh, this situation had just happened. There is a, there's a uh, artist right, that his label decided to drop him. He's a Christian artist. His label decided, okay, we're going to drop him. You know, but him and his wife has been separated for two years, and and he put out a statement that, you know, this and this is happening, and we've decided to go our, our separate ways. But as the, as the news hit of the label dropping him, all the Christian media pages and everybody, they blast this guy, right? And then they say all of these negative things about him. Then they try to tear down everything that he's built with the Lord so far, all because of this one situation. And I love what, what uh, Sean Bolt says, right? In, in this book, Translating God, Sean Bolt says, he gives a story of basically the same thing. So if you don't know who Sean Bolt is, um, he's a prophet, right? And very, hears from the Lord, like, insanely, insanely clear. Um, in his book, he speaks of the story whereby, you know, his, his calling is that the Lord put him in position to speak to different celebrities and, and his calling is to the entertainment industry. And he said that he was speaking to this celebrity and the Sunday he went to church, right? And when he went to church, the pastor was speaking ill of this celebrity. And he said, how do we expect to speak into their lives or be called into that area of ministry when we're speaking this ill of them, when we can't see them through the love and affection that God sees them in the first place. That's what he said. And while we were talking afterwards, um, I put on some worship and, you know, I just asked God, like, you know, how, how is this happening and, and how are people responding this way? And the Lord said this to me, I, I write it down. He said, the enemy job becomes easier because all he needs to do now is tend a fire we've started. If believers take the Lord's favor and take the Lord's grace that's on them and use it to condemn and use it to look down on the world, then how are we going to impact the world? Right? And the Lord said this to me. He said, or I prayed this to the Lord, my bad, I didn't confuse me, whole writing, writing kind of ugly, so excuse me, right? <laughs> um, I said this to the Lord, I said, Lord, let me not misuse or misplace your favor. Let me not use it to condemn, to look down, or to judge, but let me use it to provide grace and mercy that's going to lead to you. Because I feel that that's our job as believers. 
is to provide a safe space, like this place, church, where they can come and they can experience God. And it's going to lead them to transformation. And I'm not saying it's going to lead them to transformation of them becoming a Boneville church member or a KSSM student. No, I'm talking true transformation that's going to lead them to hunger, to want more of the Lord, to actually seek him deeper, to go deeper. And that might lead them to wherever fellowship they decide to go. But that's our job as believers, is to bring them into, into a family like that, to bring them into a space like that, where the environment is pure, and the environment isn't um, condemnation, and the environment isn't judgment. It's so heavy on my heart right now that, you know, that's, wh that's what I'm praying for, that the church would, would move away from that. And I, when I say the church, I mean in general. I'm not just saying one, you know, because I've experienced church hurt before, you know, whereby I've seen that they've taken a member and judged him and cast him out. And that pushed me and, and my relationship far away from the Lord. Because the first thing I said in my head is, oh, no, no, real. Because at the first sign of, of you know, a mistake or a mess up, they turn upon the church member. Instead of bringing him closer and say, we're going to work through this. You know, that's what the favor of the Lord is on us for. To provide grace and to provide mercy for the lost, for the broken and the hurting. Right? One of the, one of the things up of the Lord uh, just brought back to mind um, when, when I'm going to uh, go through this and, and the prepare for today is um, the first year that we made do KSSM, we had this class and it was on this, it was on Genesis. So it was the Bible class. We were going through Genesis and we reached this story. And the first, um, the activation question, the first activation question is, um, what do you, s who do you see in your community as a modern, as a modern day Joseph? And at first, I, I kind of think about it and never really crossed my mind, you know, that I kind of have that in a, the midst of where I'm there. You know, and as the, as the week continue to go on, you know, I continue to think about it and continue to think about it. And I start looking at the question different. And this this is how I start looking at the question. Who in your midst have taken the favor of the Lord? applied faith, and run with what he's giving them. And the first thing that popped to mind, uh, oh, Brian. Why? Because I feel like if, the lo if us as children of God, us as sons and as daughters, we each have favor over our life. But favor takes faith to start, you know, moving and moving and moving to whereby it looks like you just get lucky all the time. But that's just the favor of the Lord on your life. And I've seen the Lord give him a dream, right? And he's taking that dream and put faith in God, real faith, gone out, you know, and the Lord just start kick open doors, one after the next, after the next, after the next. And so 
that that, that, that that my answer. And the reason why I share that that least story is because the next uh, little snippet of passage that we're going to look at is from Ruth. Ruth chapter 2, verse 15 and verse 16. If you guys want to turn with me there. And so it says, so quick recap as to where we're at. So Ruth and she mother-in-law moved to where they are now. Um, she never had to, you know, stick with her mother-in-law because her husband has had passed away, but she was honoring God and honoring her husband by sticking with them. And they needed food. They needed to be provided for. And so she went out to work the, work the field um, with the men. And she was in uh, Boaz's field, and she ended up going in favor with Boaz, you know. Um, and so as she grew in favor with Boaz, you know, the Lord blessed her. The thing is about the favor of the Lord is when the favor of the Lord is on your life and there is a destiny for you, you know, the Lord is going to work and just start kicking down doors one after the next after the next. But let's let's uh, read what it says. It says, As she got up to glean, Boaz gave orders to his men. Let her gather among the sheaves and don't reprimand her. Even pull out some stalks for her from the bundle and leave them for her to pick up and don't rebuke her. See, when the favor of the Lord is on your life, and there is a destiny on your life by God. Nothing could stop what God will do in your life. Nothing could block that. Because if God want to bless you, then he will bless you. If he say, that land are for you, then that land are for you. Right? And nothing will stop that. There is favor on the Lord. There is favor. There is the favor of the Lord on each and every one of you. But just like this snippet of the passage, it takes faith for that favor to keep going and going and going. Because when the Lord is laying something in front of you, just like how Boaz had his men lay out crops for Ruth to pick up as they were going, right? If she felt so condemned and so judged by them, she wouldn't have picked up what was in front of her. And when the Lord is laying something in front of you, you have to have faith enough to pick it up and run with it. And that's, that's kind of why I shared that, that story about, you know, the question that was asked. Because I've seen, you know, the favor of the Lord on Brian's life and him, you know, taking faith and picking up what the Lord was laying before him and run with it. You know, to whereby the Lord just start kicking down doors like that. Because he used that faith and he ran with it. Right? All it takes is just a little faith. Right? For us to just pick up what he's laying before us. Just like Ruth did. And just like she was bold enough to do when she stepped out. And gone to the field to go work among the men and provide for her mother-in-law. And I believe that's what the Lord is having us move towards more, is not skewering his faith, uh, his favor, right? Not skewering his favor and his grace, 
but actually offering it to the degree that people are able to pick up what's laying what's laying right in front of them. Whether that be a believer, whether that be a non-believer, whether that be dreams, whether that be a job in front of you, a land in front of you, whatever it is. There is favor on each and every one of our lives. But it's going to take that little bit of faith to pick it up and run with it. And the Lord is going to honor that. Just like he honored Joseph through all the trials. Because Joseph had every right to not give his brothers food. Or in, in our eyes at least, or in my eyes at least, he had every right to not give them food or take revenge for what they had done. But he chose to use the favor of the Lord to provide grace and mercy for his family. Amen? So, I guess that is it. We are short this morning, but I felt like the Lord said to keep it short because, you know, it needs to be straight to the point. But we love you guys. Um, we'll see you guys next week, Sunday. Uh, Mom and Pop will be back in house. Mr. John and Miss Lisa will be here. Um, if you guys are a L.A. Rams fan, today is going to be a good day when they win the Super Bowl. If you're not, you guys suck. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah, let me pray, and then uh, we'll close out. Lord, we just thank you for today, Father God. We ask that you would just uh, pour out your mercy on us, Father God. Help us, Father God, to see your kids for who you say they are, Lord Jesus. Help us to not skewer your, fa your favor, Father God, but to use it to provide grace, to use it to provide mercy, Father God. Help us to recognize what you are laying in front of us, Lord Jesus, and to have faith enough to pick it up and run with it. We thank you, and we just ask for a blessing over this week as we go out to work or whatever it is that we're going out to do, Father God. We also thank you for the boxes, Father God, and what they brought to Belize, Lord Jesus. We thank you that um, you are kicking down doors, Father God, and opening up more and more avenues like that, Father God, where we're being equipped with the right tools, the tools of heaven, Lord Jesus, to use for marriages, for relationships, Father God. And so we just ask that you would bless them too, Lord Jesus, as they uh, travel back home tomorrow. In your name we pray. Amen. <laughs>